We will be making pancakes for lunch. Okay, hello, how are you doing? Uh, I've got a cold, I've got a sore throat. <laughs> I have a sore throat. <coughs> An inflammatory chest, so I may sound a little hoarse today. <laughs> a little hoarse. <laughs> I may sound a pony today. Anyway, um, how you doing? Hope you're okay. Oh, Ukraine. Doesn't it make your heart bleed? I don't know what is it. Oh. Uh, anyway, David spreads the joy, so let's give it a go, shall we? So, if we go with um, Anna North, I'm reading this book by Anna North called Outlaws. It's very good. And if with your permission, I'd like to read a little sample because I find it very, very interesting. <sighs> I rode to Hole in the Wall with 200 copies of A Young Bride's Tale by Mrs. Ilgantine Cooper. A woman's new husband turns out to have five brothers, each more strapping and depraved than the last. Many acts depicted were anatomically improbable, or nasty, or even impossible, but I read it very quickly. I also had 100 copies of A Season in the Rocky Mountains by Geoffrey Cragg, boring except for the chapter about killing and eating a marmot. Assorted less prominent works of fiction and non-fiction, and 59 copies of On the Regulation of the Monthlies, all of which I'd copied myself. In my satchel, I had a copy of Mrs. Scheffler's Handbook of Feminine Complaints, which Sister Tom had let me take, and which I held close to me, the way B, my little daughter, used to hold a doll that Mama had stuffed with dried lavender and pine needles to give it a calming spell. Uh, I made a mistake here. B is her younger sister. She's, uh, at the moment, this woman is 18, 19, 18, 19. She's been married, and because um, she can't get pregnant with her husband, that the local village thinks she's a witch. So they're all about to string her up and her mum tells her to do a powder and take, first of all, she goes to this um, nunnery, local nunnery, where all the sisters there are all hard done by, by men in different guises. Uh, and uh, she's there for a while and, and uh, there's a pressure point where um, the local sheriff who has a bee in his bonnet about, uh, I've got to think, I've got to remember what her name is, uh, Ada, Ada, this Ada is, he's got his, a bee in his bonnet about Ada because he thinks, thanks to the local gossip, he thinks she's the reason all the women in the village are miscarrying. So he's more than, he's um, a lot keener than most has ever Strung up as a witch, which is horrendous idea. It's all shades of um, the Crucible, that Miller play. 
So she goes to the nunnery via her mum, and then that, I can't remember. Oh, God, I'd have to reread the part. I can't remember why she has to leave there. <clears throat> ah, I know. She wants to carry on because she likes to write and edit uh, like women's complaints and stuff because she wants to prove to the locals that she's not a witch and that, in fact, women miscarry for all sorts of reasons and she wants to prove that scientifically. And the only way for her to do that is to come out in the nunnery, but the mother there, the mother superior, who, when the Sundance kid was a young man, when he was like her kind of age, 18, he became very ill, and the mother superior took him into the nunnery and made him better, like nursed him. To, it, might, it may have been like, you know, bullet wounds or something. I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, she made Sundance, uh, the kid, everyone called him the kid then, the kid, uh, better, and he went off, and he never forgot her because she saved his life. And he kept in touch with her, uh, so she knows where the whole in the wall gang live and all that. So she says to Ada, look, if you want to leave the nunnery, I suggest you go here because at least here, at this place, the sheriff won't follow you, which is a guy called Sheriff. The sheriff's called Sheriff Branch, who, you know, has got it in for. So she says, well, oh, I don't know, because they're all outlaws, aren't they? And she says, yeah, but the kid runs it, and he has a special affection for me, and I'll, you know, I will write ahead and send him a message to say to trust you and to look out for you. So this is why she's on her way to the hole in the wall place. Okay, so where was I? Okay. Time had told me So I had a copy of Miss Shuffler's handbook of feminine complaints which sister Tom had let me take, which I held close to me. The way B used to hold a doll that Mama had stuffed with dried lavender and pine needles to give it a calming spell. Three nights I slept hidden among the books while the bookseller drank beer and ate pot pie at roadhouses. On the morning of the fourth day he woke me from a dream in which I still lived with my husband who had locked me in the hen house until I gave him a child. All around me the hens were clucking and fighting, pecking each other to pieces. One hen was pecked almost clean. You know a Sheriff Branch, the bookseller was asking me. The name frightened me fully awake. Why? I asked. Somebody in there at Albertines said there's a Sheriff Branch from Fairchild offering 300 golden eagles for the capture of a witch. Said she goes by Ada. Isn't your name Ada? I tried to think quickly. I'm from Spearfish, I said, and Ada's not my birth name. It's my convent name for Saint Ada, the patron saint of midwives. I had no idea if Saint Ada existed and hoped the bookseller didn't either. He had a slender, nervous face 
and he was looking at me with a new scrutiny. His eyes narrowed. If I was running from a sheriff, I might go to a convent, he said, or I might go to the hole in the wall. I had no money to offer the bookseller, certainly not 300 eagles. I told you, I don't know any sheriff branch, I said, buying time. All I knew about the bookseller was that he brought, bought Sister Tom's books and that, and that not very many people owned books like on the regulation of the monthlies, much less were willing to copy them. Such books, I realised, might be valuable, perhaps worth far more than what Sister Tom was getting for them. Listen, I said, say I am the witch he's looking for. Say you manage to find Sheriff Branch and you turn me over to him. That's ten gold pieces you just made. But do you think Sister Tom's going to be happy when she finds out you paid? She paid you to take me someplace and you sold me instead? There are other booksellers you know. She can find another buyer for what she's selling, maybe at a better rate. Can you find someone else to make what you need? I tried not to show my fear as he considered. I thought about whether I could hurt him if he tried to grab me, gorge out his eyes or knee him between the legs and make an escape. But then where would I go? Get back behind the bride's tails, he said finally. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. All that day, I crouched in the wagon, worrying. On the one hand, if Sheriff Branch was looking for me, maybe that meant I still had the town's attention and my neighbours had not yet transferred their anger over to my mother and sisters. But on the other, if the Sheriff was searching this far afield, farther from home than I or my sisters or any of my friends had ever been, then he might not stop until he found me. Even hole in the wall might not be far enough away. Toward nightfall, I heard wooden slats beneath the horse's hooves and peeked out the back of the wagon to see that we were crossing a wide, calm river. Past the far bank, powdery gravel that crunched as we passed, the lamb began to climb. Red rocks climbed, jumped out of the prairie at strange angles, and large birds wheeled between the hills. Dark above, light below, and songless. The road grew narrow and poorly kept, and for hours the wagon shuddered over rock and scrub, in land so wild I saw not even a fence post to mark a man's claim to it. Finally we stopped, and a bookseller turned in his seat and said, This is where we part company. I looked out. Behind the wagon was all darkness, the only light coming from a cat's claw moon. We're in the middle of nowhere, I said. They don't allow me to approach their camp, the bookseller said. Usually they send a scout up to the road to meet me. Tonight they didn't. You'll have to find your way down there on your own.
How do I even know which way to go? I asked. Well, it's not that way, he said, pointing back to the road behind us. So it's probably that way. He let me take two strips of pronghorn jerky and a handful of dried buffalo berries. Baby Jesus keep you, he said, not unkindly. And then I was walking in the blackness. Uh, okay, I'll leave it there because my voice is hurting. <laughs> so, you know. It's a great book. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I didn't realise women... Well, I did, if I'm totally honest. I did know that throughout history women have been oh, subjugated and you know, raped and abused and mentally, physically... Uh, throughout history, really. But it's it's when you read books that are specific to one person, like this Outlaw by Anna North, and also uh, to a lesser... Well, I don't know to a lesser extent. To, in, a, to a, in another way, it's um, if you think of The Handmaid's Tale. And going back to... Although a man wrote it, because that was Henry Miller wrote it, The Crucible as well. You know, so, you know, if a woman did something wrong in the old days, oh, you're a witch, let's string her up. So, you, you know, you can't fight stuff like that, not in suspicious times. And, you know, everyone thought that, you know, the sun was, you know, the meaning of all things, or however that worked. I don't know. Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm not. I'm not being very helpful. Am I? <laughs> the joyful bit. <laughs> Tell you what I do. Let's see if I can um, have a look at. Uh, I was thinking the other day of um, doing a thing about path again, but there are people who might listen to this, and they um. They know that I, uh, when I was younger, I used to, uh, I used to bang on a, a lot about Plath, so it's probably a, a bad idea. There's a, there's a, a poet. I'm not sure where he's from. If I had to guess, I'd say he's like either North American or possibly Mexican, called William Carlos Williams. And uh, he wrote a little poem called This Is Just To Say. So, I have eaten the plums. They were in the icebox in which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me. They were delicious. So sweet. I'm so cold. All right. That's a terrible poem. <laughs> I don't know why I read you that. I, I may as well read you one of mine. Even though... Well, goodbye, mother. Farewell, father. I'm much darker than... I'm much darker than all of that. Do not touch my homemade hat or be cursed by my swift cat. I'm much darker than all of that. 
I'm far colder than you think. I live up north and kitchen sink. I teach your pups to steal and wink at the screws and the clink. I'm far colder than you think. My dream is sex on shore or bed. Heavy hangs the right hand head. Feel the wobble so hard like lead to spread her fires and stick instead. My dream is sex on shore or bed. What nonsense am I that spills such waste? The horrible things, the bitter taste. No sea legs gave, ever sailed, on my spearhead to be wailed. But I fucked a few. What nonsense am I that spills such waste? I'm much darker than you thought. Okay, one day last year, <laughs> I killed Amanda. She was getting on my verbs. I stabbed her most often in sweaty night and dull day. Waiting games are all the rage, which is me all over. I rattle windows. The bottle gives me splice and an uneven sleep. But I wake at the sharpest thing and fear an unfamiliar step on the stair to my lair. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. I just realised I've got a new neighbour coming. She turned up. When did she turn up? Friday. It's Sunday now, isn't it? Friday evening. Friday evening she turned up. And uh, she's one of those... Uh, I don't know, I'm being prejudgmental, so I'm going to give her breathing space and hope that uh, she becomes, you know, a harmonic neighbour, that I won't have to worry about getting drunk or druggy type or bringing home dangerous boyfriend types who are going to, you know, make noises all through the night. Because these walls around here, baby, oh, they're so thin. <laughs> I gotta watch the old Japanese porn late at night. <coughs> Don't have that volume up too loud. <coughs> oh, I'm not well. I hope you are. Ta ta. Oh.